Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments in crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what do you got going on this week, brother? Well, Ryan, we are going to be having a nuanced conversation about masks, and then I'm going to be really excited to tell you a story and botch it entirely. What do you got going on this week, Ryan? Tyler, you and I finally show our shame to the world, and I let you know what happened to that lady who famously said, call me now for your free reading. But as always, we discuss the things that are important. There are two types of cereal, Tyler. Good when dry and good when soggy. Am I right? But there are kinds that are good uh, in both. No, that's no, that is not how that works, bro. This is not a show about nuance. There's two types of cereal. That's it. And, and the thing is with cereal, it's such a personal thing. There's so many questions that I could ask you about cereal. What's your favorite cereal? What what constitutes a good cereal? But I'm gonna focus on just this one. I gotta ask you, what's your favorite cereal? I'm actually, I'm actually, I think there might be some truth behind your words because I the first cereal that comes to mind is actually bringing me a little bit of shame before I say it. Well, the cereal that you eat makes me sad. You eat a sad cereal. Oh no, the Cheerios I have in there doesn't bring me shame. That's not my favorite cereal. No, I'm cereal. not saying that it does, but just so that everybody gets to know the Menendez brothers. Sure. He's not eating Honey Nut Cheerios. You're eating cardboard, packing peanuts, sad AF Cheerios. That's not true. Hell They're yeah, bro. sad. They're, They're just a terrible. great way to wake up in the morning. They taste uh, like cardboard. Then don't eat them. I won't. Okay, good. I won't. My favorite cereal is Raisin Bran. Because I'm uh, apparently 70 years old when it comes to my cereal. No, that's that's a that's a marketing thing. Much like Michelob Ultra wants to make you feel like you're working out when you're drinking a six-pack to the head. Raisin Bran wants to make you feel like it's for old people. Bro, there is a shitload of sugar in Raisin Bran. And oh, absolutely. it's delicious. Well, all cereal has sugar in it, I think. I think I think the majority of cereals we can review are super unhealthy for really you. Really terrible for yeah. you. Now, with your Raisin Bran, do you go one scoop or two? Oh, man, I don't even think they have the one scoop anymore. What's the point? You got to go joke. two scoop. That was a terrible joke. Oh. My favorite cereal since you asked, I and maybe mine is shameful, I love Corn Pops. No, Corn Pops are corn good. Corn Pops. Now, that was the first one that came to mind that's good both dry and in milk. You're mistaken. Why? You're mistaken because if you're eating it before it's become saturated with a little bit of moo juice, then you're not getting the full experience of... The corn pops, Tyler. Ladies That's and just a straight up fact. Ladies and gentlemen, take it in because milk has just been ruined for me. Or should I say cow juice? Re, uh, moo juice, oh, Tyler. Mooj oh, wow. I made it worse. That's exactly right. <sighs> if you want the freshest milk, you got to suckle at the teat, Tyler. Okay, so, I'm back in. Here's the thing. The reason that I bring it up, because this does seem like somewhat of an inane uh, subject to start a show off with, but it's real, okay? And everybody out there knows what we're talking about. I mean, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you got to keep it dry. If you submerge it in said mood juice, then you're going to lose all of the cinnamon sugar, and then what the hell are we even doing here? But wait, I thought the difference was just putting it in milk at all and having it dry. You're talking about there's some cereal out there that should be totally submerged in milk Absolutely. and left in there? You push it down with the bottom of the spoon before you ever even start eating it. And then there are- Name a cereal like that. Corn Pops. You don't let the Corn Pops 
get soggy absolutely with milk. You absolutely do. Now, no. there are other cereals like Frosted Flakes where you want all that sugar to remain intact. So you pour the milk in just one little area so it comes up from the bottom. See, Keeping it all dry. I, I don't eat that cereal, but I think there's a lot oh, of people so out there will, that will make the argument you want it fully submerged so the sugar gets all over the uh, milk. So yeah. when you drink the milk afterwards, it's a sugary delight of... You, Moo juice. Why am I saying it? It sounds so good. Why am I contributing to this? I love that, bro. Why am I contributing to this? Nailed it. Yeah, thank you. So here's the reason why I bring it up, because those two methods have been the way that I've been living my life since I began eating cereal, which is to say since my life began. Sure. Okay. I have been introduced a new way of eating cereal this week, and I want to share it with everybody. My son taught me something, as he often does. Okay. Talk to me. Now, tell me if this is crazy, okay? You get a dry bowl of cereal. Now, you keep your spoon, all right? Now, to your right, keep a little spray bottle filled with milk, Tyler. You just give it a little spritz. You just give it a little spritz. I assume he was being honest. I don't know. I mean, you're looking at me funny. Is that is that too much work for you? Too much work? Did you just tell the audience to keep a spritz bottle of milk? I'm sorry, moo juice next to their bowl of cereal and just spritz each individual spoon. All right. You're going to want to probably wash that sprayer out at the end of each using, maybe pump some water through it. I thought you were about to say at the end of each spritzing. At the end. <laughs> COVID, Tyler, you, you can't be. You get two solid spritzes and then you got to wash it out. Listen, you can't be too careful right now with COVID and you got to keep it on the mist function because if you're just shooting lines of milk. There's something wrong with you. So mm-hmm. are, what you're saying is, is that's ridiculous. I thought that that's we were, r- it's ridiculous. We we're bringing new ideas to. I thought that's what the audience loves it, about this show. It absolutely is a new idea and it is a terrible one. Really? Yeah. Terrible. When it comes to packing bowls, my name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that starts like this. To my left, the one and only Tyler Fire, Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler, how have you been being? That was lazy as hell. I don't give a shit anymore. Lazy AF, bro. I've quit on this show. I don't give a fuck, man. (laughs) Well, we're fucked. On today's show, Shameful Admissions Together Edition. And later on today's show, we are going to be discussing a hero of the week, Ryan. Wow, hero of the week it is, We Tyler. need to talk about more good things going on. Okay, well, that's great. And I'm really glad because this show's going to need it because I want to talk about something terrible, Tyler. <laughs> I want to talk about some terrible things that are happening. And I don't know why I got my hopes up. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you are part of the problem, okay? It finally happened, Tyler. Population we've, control? We've lost the war. This week, I went out to breakfast with our father. Okay. And I was brought my food by AI. I was brought my food by AI. We went to one of these little rinconcitos. Did a drone drop it out of the sky? A little R2-D2 looking mother bleeper with three separate racks brought my breakfast to me. My desayuno time. Mm -hmm. And and, and I'm dead serious. It came up to the table about three feet away. And it's like, 
take your food, <laughs> take your food. And it wouldn't get close enough to where you could grab it. It had to make a whole show of it uh-huh. where, where Abuelo had to stand up and go get the food, which uh, is crazy because uh-huh. I killed him years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it. The ghost of Abuelo got your food for you. We're, we're, it's over, Tyler. We've lost. We've lost the war on AI. <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. I would say this is the grace period. This is the honeymoon phase where they are our servants. No. Enjoy it while you can. It's, Enjoy it until you can't. It's a charade, Tyler. It's a charade. Even in this in this instance where it is noticeably a peon, it is an indentured servant. Absolutely. Groveling at our feet. It didn't even finish the fucking job. It just stood there and it's like, take your food. And of course, you know, dad's doing this whole back and forth with it, doing a show for everybody. I thought you're supposed to work for me. It was a whole thing. He didn't realize the precipice upon which we are teetering, Tyler. Well, discomfort, like, does crazy things to people. And just like him, you and I uh, react that way with humor as well. So we cannot put any judgment on him for the way that he reacted. I I didn't. I just, I, I looked at him with just childlike innocence because he doesn't know that that thing right there will soon have a uh, a function where it can physically whip him and make him build motherboards or whatever it is they want. I don't particularly know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's got the word mother right there in it. Why wouldn't anybody want one? That's exactly right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, Tyler, is I'm going to show you. Oh, my God. Robot overlords with mommy issues? We are fucked, ladies and gentlemen. Well, now I could, I feel like I could understand them a little bit better. <laughs> I really connect with them yeah. for some reason. It's a motherboard, but is it really a mommy board? Now, Tyler, I want to take a quick little break here on the show. I'm going to show you. And here's the problem. I shouldn't even be doing this on the show because we've talked about it so many times. But it wakes me up in the middle of the night. It it, it 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 clenches my butthole, Tyler. It scares the bejeebers out of it me. It clenches your butthole? Clenches now I got to know what this is. I'm going to show you the next incantation of something we've talked about with these motherfuckers at Boston Dynamics. Ah, yes. I got to show you the next incantation of this. Mm. We'll be right back. Ah! Oh, fuck you. Oh, no. No. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in trouble. Tyler, I'm sorry that I had to be the bearer of bad news. But that's it. It's over. We're teaching these these artificial intelligi. We're teaching these these fucking overgrown toasters to do flips, uh-huh. to 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 climb ladders, mm-hmm. to Eat flesh, I assume. Uh, yeah, obviously that's going to be what they're programmed with. I mean, they're like Doofenshmirtz is working at Boston Dynamics and somebody needs to get over there and take care of shit. So, Ryan, the video that you just showed me is basically a, um, all it equates to is the beginning of the end for the human race as we know it. But I know that I'm constantly doing this thing and I'm making a joke out of it. Am I crazy to think that this doesn't make any sense? We don't understand the ramifications of where this is going to end up. What I just showed Tyler was these two robots that are things that Nightmare are made of, mm-hmm. and they've trained them to do flips, to do parkour, which is uh, athletic walking of some sort. They yeah. do everything that the finest athletes in the world can do without bleeding or being able to be killed. I do think that there are plenty of people out there who do understand the ramifications of this, but human greed knows no bounds and it will uh, continue to make money even in the face of destroying the planet or the species that lives on it. 
Well, Mark, what Zuckerberg. You, what do you mean by that? What, how is it destroying the planet? I, I'm confused. Well, we that. destroy the environment. I'm not going to get into the politics of all this, but by destroy the earth, all that means is it means destroy us. You're just talking about consumerism. Uh, is that what you're Well, we're doing the entire thing. Consumerism, the environment, it's all, all right, it, but, it's all connected. But let's stick to AI right now. Let's stick to AI and the ramifications of what I just showed you, which is... We're teaching robots to think on their own. And forgive me. My, my whole point, and please forgive me for interrupting, I would, my whole, the whole idea was human greed. Human greed will be the destruction of us all. In this case, it is our robot overlords. Well, what happens, and I know we've discussed this a million times, when that robot that I just showed you has the ability to build artificial intelligence. Yeah. What happens then where they could do it better than us? Mark Manson, who is an author that you and I both like very much, he notably welcomes the idea he's looking forward to it or so he says he, he may just be bullshitting because he knows it's inevitable and it could be dark humor you know I, I can't think about this anymore tyler i'm sorry i just wanted to show you the impending doom let's get on to something that makes me a little bit more happy Now, what shameful admissions, Tyler, it's something where you and I, well, a whole part of this show is for you and I to, to break free, to expose our seedy underbelly and say, this is who I am, I'm here, I'm queer, I'm pretty sure about it. Uh, so we just tell people what it is that we've been hiding, and this week, we're trying something different. We're doing a shameful admissions together editions mm -hmm. where we're doing, we're each going to do one that that applies to both of us yes, okay yes. so are you ready to go tyler absolutely i'm not excited about it but let's hear mm -hmm. what you got well ryan already knows my shameful admission because we're doing it this way we had to make sure we weren't stepping on any dicks here my shameful admission goes to the broadway play oh. of wicked which my brothers both ryan and mikey menendez oh mikey menendez along with a few friends of ours went to see well i guess it was off broadway wicked and we got hammered. We met up for a little uh, aperitif, as it were, at a bar outside. Here of it is the, with the poetry again. We got hammered. We got shit faced on red wine, which is just a terrible way to get shit faced. You got baked beans in your mouth. It just would you stop saying? I hate that, that bro. It's really terrible. I had a guy come into my bar this week and just get hammered on red wine, and he smiled at me with the baked bean teeth, Ugh. like Christopher Elliott and Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that haunting scene. Great character. So we're sitting in our chair and we have been talking through the whole first half to the point where in the intermission, the stewardess, the butler, the count, what's his name? <laughs> the, the umpire? Uh, usher. <laughs> the usher. The usher, which I was like, man, I love your music. What are you doing here? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It, he comes over to us and says uh, in a very snarky tone, which we deserve. Yep. You gentlemen are going to need to be quiet, sure, if you don't mind, sure. And, and and I think it's very important to know that we were sitting in very nice seats. And the reason why I bring that up is because all the people around us were sitting in very nice seats. They were not cheap. These people were very excited about seeing this play. I hope you've learned your lesson. Yep, there you go. And so, what happened then, Tyler? Well, this brings me great shame. Well, we okay, okay. We went a little over the top. I understand. We got a little caught up in the air, so on and so forth. But this guy behind us had the audacity. <laughs> the odd. No, I'm totally kidding. We were being total assholes. We were making Terrible. noise throughout the entire thing in the rudest way possible. In the rudest way possible. Yeah. And yeah. and the guy behind us, 
uh, leaned forward and was like, hey, would you mind shutting up? Which was- After about an hour and a half of our terrible behavior. I was about to say, it was like the nicest way he could have gone gone about it. I'm you surprised know? he didn't hit us in the back of the head with a ball pain <laughs> hammer. No jury in the world would have convicted him. We were pieces of shit, Tyler. And uh, and yeah, and that's the end of the story. Nothing else happened of interest. And uh, you so know, Tyler turned around no! and said to this guy, "Hey, how about I punch your teeth into the back of your throat?" And uh, and, and I'm I'm sad to say that instead of saying, "Tyler, this is terrible behavior. That's not how we act." <laughs> I went right along with you. And that is so not our style. We are not that type of people. I feel great shame and great remorse over this. In all fairness, and I understand this is shameful admission, silver lining, you're my ride or die bitch, dude. You know I am, bro. You're my ride or die bitch. Even if you're wrong, I'll be there to fight for you. Unlike Mikey Menendez, <laughs> get the fuck out of there. The smart one. <laughs> He's the smart one. He's like, I can't deal with the moment the show ended. He took off. The fact that he was able to last that long. Terrible shame. And I don't believe he made it to the end of the show. <laughs> we can good, review. Good on him. All right, my turn. So I don't want to talk about this anymore. So that family <laughs> that we threatened who very smartly stopped talking to us because we were capable of anything at that point. It was, it was like a man and his older father. Our like deepest a apology. Uh, Tyler, you just shut up and laugh out loud. Shut up and laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I, I, I do feel shame for even laughing because it, was a, it was a genuine, genuinely terrible, shameful experience. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> and uh, we do feel great shame. We apologize too deeply. That's right. Uh, but next time, don't tell us what to do. For my shameful admission together edition, Tyler, I'm doing one you don't know is coming. This really just... Man, Tyler and I, we're good guys. We, uh, we, we care about other people and we want to be better people. But there are some things that we do that are just embarrassing. Tyler, how long have we lived in this new house, the Menendez Mansion 2.0? Uh, I would say since February. So it's been about, what, five months, six months, something okay, like that? Somewhere yeah. around half a year. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the idea behind me asking you that question. He takes a dramatic sip of water. In transit, because our old place was bigger than this place, we had to put a lot of things in storage. We lost track of a lot of things because everything's still in boxes. One of the things that we lost track of was our kitchen supplies. So for the last six months, Tyler and I, two fully formed grown-ass adults, have been operating our lives with two plates and two forks. I mean, there are also bowls and the accoutrement of the small dishware. Of course. And stuff like uh, yes, we have side plates. Thank you for bringing that up. And it's glassware and stuff like Two that. plates. It's two main plates. Two forks. Two forks. I eat mostly everything with a spoon now. Two adult men. <laughs> Shameful! Well, that adult part I'm willing to push back on. It's shameful, Tyler. It makes me embarrassed. It You're makes me feel bad. Hurt. That was funny. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I hope nobody ever discovers this. This is depressing. We'll talk about it in the depression index. No one cares. What you don't the depression know what to do index is? Is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are, Tyler. How did it go this week for you, bro? Well, Ryan, as you know, for the last two weeks, I have been on a um, a very special kind of uh, mental health sabbatical. Depress, yeah, depression for sure, sure. sure. And I'm still somewhat going through it, but I'm also on the way down off of that particular hill. And um, I'm happy to hear that, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I think it was, well, I don't think, I know it was necessary and it was a very, 
very significant release. My best guess is that all this work I've been doing, I finally tapped into something and it sprung a leak and Stop it just doing came, that. it just came rushing yeah. out of me. I hope you've learned a lesson here. Uh oh god, never tap into those emotions ever again. Just I should have just protected that well, protected that dam. Made sure nothing ever came into contact with it. Maybe if you pretended who you wanted to be harder, you wouldn't have to go through all this stuff, Tyler. You ever think about that? Yeah, but wanting to be Batman, that just seems like a lot of physical effort. You look good in black. I thank you. It's all I ever wear. Yeah, so as I said, I'm coming on the way out of a very particular type of down, and it was a great release, and the thoughts are uh, more positive, and I see my energy slowly coming back. But yeah, it was almost like a stripping away of, of everything. Just like my energy, my outlook, my thought process, everything was like reset to zero for, for a week and a half, and it was, it was, it was scary, it was yeah. scary. Um, but as I said last week, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. And so this week I'm gonna go ahead and say I am at a... Well, before you spin that wheel, Tyler, um, I think so much of that is where you're, you're, what you've learned, it's challenged. And that's how you grow. Because if it's all just goes streamlined and according to plan, you never really get to use it. And it's that idea of, do you know what to do when you don't know what to do? Now is the time to use it. Can I keep that awareness? So a absolutely, I'm happy you're bouncing back. And as a, um, if I may go slight kook, I think it's very important that when you do uh, do this mental health stuff, as I like to call it, your brain will not allow you to go through something that you're not ready for. So I think that that thing that I just went through has been building up for a long time, and finally my brain was like, you know what? Let's do this thing. It's the next step. Yep, yep, and uh, and so I'm just gonna grow stronger because of it and be more powerful than I've ever been before. Like those robots at Boston Dynamics. Oh no, don't compare me to that. Sure. Hey, no, 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 no. And I've also taken my medication six times oh, this week. Oh, oh. I missed a day. Mm. Good on you, Tyler. Thank you. You know that makes me proud and you did a great job. Spin that wheel, bucko. Number six is one. Yes, sicko. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Fantastic job. Okay, gay it up as I always do. Tyler, mm -hmm. kind of adding on to what you said, because basically everything that we say on the depression index, they're all puzzle pieces of an overarching story. It's so easy for me to forget on a daily basis. Do you know what to do when you don't know what to do? It's so easy for me to forget that my job here on this planet, in the cosmos, as a person talking directly into your ear holes right now, it's not my job. It's not your job to escape pain. That's what we all want, is to live a life without pain. And that doesn't exist. If you finally get that big giant house that you've always wanted, now you gotta pay for the electricity. Now you gotta clean it. It's just the source of your next pain. Well, the That's escaping pain usually creates the very pain that you're feeling. Whatever you resist persists. I have all sorts of kook sayings. I could launch it to you like a missile, Tyler. But here's the idea. Your purpose isn't to escape pain. Your purpose is to learn to endure it. Mm -hmm. That thing that you went Accept through it. last week, it's part of who you are. And you running from it is what's put you in this position. And it's so hard when you're doing it. And it's just, yeah, you know, when you get in the middle of that, that pain that just tears you out from the inside, that's worse than any physical pain that you've ever felt. My natural reaction is, Fuck all this stuff that I've learned. I don't give a shit. Mm. Please, God, just take it away from me. 
and that's not what we're here to do. So this week, I hope that helps. I hope that's not just full kook alert, me just spewing words at you. It's something that I'm really working on, and, and I'm not trying to avoid my pain. I'm trying to learn that it's part of life. I mean, that's basically what Buddhism is, is learning to accept that you will always be in pain, and that's not a bad thing. Okay. This week, I am at a four. Wow. We done did it, Tyler. Now, listen. We need to go to we need to go on a break here soon because damn do we go long last week just just talking into the void. But, but I mean, man, it was only an hour and ten minutes, a longer show. But it, I, we thought it was going to be like two hours long when we first recorded. It, it. was a behemoth. <laughs> it was. We cut out so much stuff. I was hungover on methamphetamine, seemingly. I mean, I wasn't actually hungover on methamphetamine. And the worst thing about it is was the lack of sleep. It the was, meth did you better than the lack of sleep did. I I needed the meth to go to sleep, and that explains to you where I was. Now I'm going to try doing something a little different here very quickly before we go on break. And I also have one little thing before we go on break as well. Okay. I don't usually do this, but we talked about something off air and I figured it out. I went out and researched it. This is kind of like a week in review, but from our regular lives. Real life week in review. You asked me what happened to the lady who said this. Call me now for your free reading. Oh, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, Tyler. We had so many questions about Miss Cleo. She was always on commercials. She was and, and explained to the listeners who Miss Cleo was if they were born in this century as most podcast listeners are. That's fair. For those of you who do not know who Miss Cleo is, she was a um, quote-unquote psychic that would appear, like I said, on commercials. It almost seemed like they ran all the time. They did ran all the time. They did run all the time, and she would read tarot cards, mm -hmm. and she very famously would say, "Call me now for your free reading." Oh God, that brings me so much pleasure. It is, I man. That, that that really brings back some memories. So, do you know what happened to Miss Cleo? I don't. She developed colorectal cancer, which metastasized. Oh. She died in 2016. Oh, so, wow, but she but she anyway. lasted, she lasted a while. Those five years ago. What yeah. did she do up until then? I was just <laughs> kidding. I, I was just kidding. I really have her story. Uh, I just I wanted was, to. I was like, Ryan, I feel like you brushed over some stuff. <laughs> she was born. She died. What else do you need, Tyler? I have the biography of the whole human history right here. So now I'm born gonna, and dead. I'm going to tell you what happened to Miss Cleo. What I'm worried about is that it's a little dry. Is that okay? cancer thing real? Cancer thing was real. Oh, I'm sorry oh. to turn that into a joke. It's a, why? Why did you do that? It's an avant-garde show where avant-garde people, Tyler. Miss Cleo old would get it. Cancer sheet over my eyes. Couldn't see it. Now here's the deal, Tyler. I am going to tell you what happened in her life, and I'm going to answer some of those questions that you have. Now, at the worry of it being a little too dry, being a little too boring, I'm going to try to fix it as I do with everything else. I got a couple sounds here. And I'm just going to toss them in there with careless abandon, and I hope it makes it a little bit better, okay? Love you, Miss Cleo. Love you, Miss Cleo. How do you know she's up there? Maybe she's down there. You don't know. Love you, Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just made a deal with the devil. Okay, now here's the thing about Miss Cleo, okay? She wasn't Jamaican. What? She wasn't psychic. What? And those readings were not free. See, that's going to make it better, doesn't it? I feel like that livens it up a little Out bit. of those three things, the Jamaican thing shocks me the most. Is that true? Uh, yes. She was not Jamaican, totally uh, faking it. I feel like I, part of my childhood just died. <laughs> Her, well, kind of did. Ka yeah. Her name was Yuri Del Harris. What? And she was an actress hired by the parent company, Access Resource Services. Runs in your family, correct? 
Osteoporosis runs in your family, correct? How do you know? <laughs> Tyler, look at me. Stop looking at the floor when I'm talking to you. Now, the commercials claimed th this is what happened with the uh, whatever the service was called, the call me now for your free reading situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the thing. She's saying right in it, call me now for your free reading. The commercials claimed that the first three minutes wouldn't cost a penny and they wouldn't. But callers generally spent those on hold. Ah, it's all that's the rub, Tyler. Wow. That's the Jamaican dry rub. Interesting. Now, for $4.99 a minute, Miss Cleo or one of her many other psychics would read your tarot cards, and nearly six billion people called in, racking up about one billion in charges. I'm looking here at this at uh, the devil card here, and you've got one fierce temper. You understand me? <laughs> I do understand I, I you. I do, and that's a delightful Jamaican accent. That I is. Mean, she is She's nailing it. Now, what do you think that the average call would cost? If so somebody calls in, call me now for your free read, and they're sitting there waiting for their free read, and what did it eventually end up costing oh, the man. average caller? If, well, sh I would assume, especially if there were 6 billion calls, people were spending a good amount of time on hold, and you said it was $4 a minute? So I would say the average call was, oh, God, 20 bucks, 25 60 bucks? $60, Tyler. Oh, you stupid idiot. Now, is he incarcerated? The Bureau of Consumer Protection went after the company and just totally killed it. Miss Cleo was never charged with anything. Yeah, she was just an actor. And she came out as a lesbian in 2006. And it's a girl, by the way. She also did a voice in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Really? And she died, like I said, at age 53. I love you. And that is the rise and the fall of Miss Cleo. Wow. So she was 53 when she died? She was 53 when she died. Young woman. Young, very young I, woman. I, I was expecting her to be in her 70s. I'm... I'm envisioning her through the eyes of a child well and also you're thinking of the character when you have somebody yeah. reading tarot wearing a turban that's and, fair and a, a really fancy shower <laughs> I, curtain i don't think it was a turban i'm pretty sure, I think turban is pretty sure it was a turban tyler <laughs> i don't think that's the right terminology and so terminology tyler <laughs> hey, hey wordplay is what we're all about so we're not making a joke about it we're sorry that your family went through that miss cleo we're and literally making a joke about it well we're not, not making a not joke the about cancer part her, her cancer no of course not but she also got a shit like the shaft from the company who would have thought that they would have done her dirty too. shocker and uh you know financially didn't go so well so, oh, so she didn't come out a billionaire. Oh, she certainly did not. She got like 24 cents a minute. I think I remember reading somewhere. And that is the rise and fall of Miss Cleo. Okay, well, thank goodness I have a little bit more of an uplifting uh, thing right here. Uh, uh, we love her. She's a lesbo, Tyler. Sri Lanka. Wow. We've got an international hello for you. And could you describe to people what an international hello is? It's been a bit. It has been a bit. I An international hello is when we say hello to new countries that have begun listening to our show. I got to tell you something. I, I, I genuinely mean this. Unlike all the other bullshit I've been lying about on this show. I love seeing numbers from different countries. The idea that you and I are talking about this stupidity that hopefully has a little bit of heart. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's slowly disseminating throughout the planet is such a fucking cool feeling. 
I'm looking at you, one toot. And also scary and how fast this is all progressing technology-wise. I love it. I love well, I, This part I love. The, those yeah. damn robots yeah. I, I could do without. Osteoporosis well, runs Sri in Lanka, your family, correct? We just want to say hello and say thank you to you. The nicknames of Sri Lanka are Pearl of the Ocean and Teardrop of India because it looks like a mother effing teardrop. I was going to ask. Uh, it's right there next to my beloved Pearl of the World, India. Mm -hmm. Is it not? Mm -hmm. It is in the northeastern... Uh, area and in 2020 they were the second in the world in tea export huh and they are a tiny country compared to china uh, china india all these huge countries they're number two there is some you guys are the number two because you're the shit and we appreciate your listenership and Boop india is our second largest country that listens to by us. far and i bring up every, every chance that i can how much we love you india and they have wonderful relations they've been supporting each other for hundreds of years and the locals... They do have wonderful relations. It's the Kama Sutra, Tyler. That's yeah, true. I can't bend my leg or anything else that way. Well, well you got to breathe through it. <laughs> and by that, I mean my penis. <sighs> well, uh, just two more facts that I think you'll find interesting. In Sri Lanka, the locals shake their head to agree and nod to disagree. Huh. Hmm. Wacky. It's kind of like how the toilet water goes backwards in Australia. Very much so. Or is it backwards here, Ryan? If you're Australian, it's backwards here. You just blew my mind. Home, I know you're going to love this one. Give it to me. Home to the oldest living human-planted tree in the world. I know about oh, this. Oh, okay, yeah, I figured Go you on. would. Go on, I know, but this is beautiful. I love this. It is called the Bodhi tree, which is a type of fig tree. It is just under 2,300 years old. It was planted in 288 BC. Its mother tree, the tree that it came from, is said to be the very same one that Buddha achieved enlightenment while meditating underneath it, which did, is amazing. How did he do that 40 days without like a go-gurt or something? Oh, man? he was eating figs off that tree. Really? You, you, gotta, you can, no, he was eating figs. Do figs make you fat? That's figging awesome, Tyler. It is figging awesome. Now, the thing is, in much like that tree, this probably isn't interesting to and anybody, but this is our show. Sri Lanka, thank you guys. More like Sri Lanka, am I right? When you and I went to Dinner. Hawaii, and saw mm. that tree that had been planted. I think it had been brought from India. I wish I could remember exactly the details of this tree. And what happened is it's grown and dropped branches that have then become their own offshoots of the own. It's all one giant organism. To me, it's so beautiful. I love trees more than I love pets. I don't know why. I just love trees, man. Yeah, that tree. <laughs> I just love trees, I man. I just love trees, bro. Uh, they're, the tree that he's talking about, the branches, just go for, for what seemed like city blocks. And as they got too long, they would drop their own trunks into the ground. So it looks almost like a forest of trees in its one single organism, they're, which is amazing. They're all connected by mm -hmm. a certain branch. And I believe that there is a whole forest uh, we can review that is one tree. So we'll we'll look that up. Can review. Let's take a break. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it. But part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up. So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? 
So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. There is an app called Be My Eyes where you get FaceTime calls from blind people all over the world and help them with whatever task they're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so what 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 happened when you got your call? You hate. So I said, hey, all right, now hold the... Pull the envelope to the left a little bit. All right, pull the camera out. Come and, on, you stupid bitch. And then, and then, and what are you, blind? <laughs> Those guys, these guys, these guys. All right, guys, we're recording again. You know what movie I saw the end of last night? What? Because I watch movies. I can't watch a movie all in one shot. I, it takes me like four sit-downs to watch a movie, which really fucks up the whole movie experience. Yeah. Yeah, but I just can't sit there for that long. Nonetheless... Last night, I finished off Guardians of the Galaxy, the original one. Good, Wonderful. Good golly, bro. Those Marvel movies, I could just watch them from now until eternity. I just enjoy really, it so much. Really nailed it. And and now they've teamed up. I know I've already said this with Disney, and it's just taken a whole new level, man. Well, they haven't teamed up with Disney. Disney bought them. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, Marvel is now doing storytelling with with. Uh, Disney and it's just about as good as it gets. Have you seen those what ifs yet? Not yet. I know this isn't interesting to anybody, but I can't. You're taking so much content. I don't know how you haven't gotten to that yet. Welcome back to the show. Hey, everybody. We're just having our own wacky hijinks over here. How dare you walk in on us like this? We're barely dressed. Tyler, I want to jump into a little segment here that we've been doing for a little while. In the last time that we did this, my explanation of it just went on for days. It was meandering. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try to be a bit more succinct here, okay? Okay. Our constituency, the people who listen to us, are of all different genres of shapes, sizes, colors, but there seems to be one thing that holds them all together, Tyler. They all come up against the idea. I mean, the people who like this show all seem to have one problem. They need to kill somebody. And, and I don't understand why. Like a moth to a flame, we seem to be attracting these people. It's probably not good, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we need to keep these people out of prison, Tyler. We don't think that you should be killing people, but we need your subscriptions more than we value our own ethics. I have no argument to that, Ryan. I wish it did. I wish I was a better person. I do not. Continue on with your morally gray area conversation. It's it's unfortunate that we've found ourselves in this position. You, it is unfortunate. You guys are the ones who have done this to us, but we're just going to kind of roll with it. That's how we ended up with this segment. Don't kill. But when you do, Tyler, COVID, heard of it? 
Yes. Much like the mos uh, mosquitoes of Florida just forcing themselves on me. Absolutely. I was forced into quarantine due to uh, something. Said, said COVID. Sure. Something. Now, COVID's a real son of a bitch killing people by the thousands, but let's start looking at it in a more positive light. COVID has made it easier to murder Tyler. Thank goodness, am I right? Yeah, sure. Just Thank goodness. COVID answering all those problems we didn't even know that we had. Who knew? So it isn't weird nowadays to go out and buy something while wearing rubber gloves, while wearing a mask. All these things are totally natural. Totally fair. Now, here's the deal. If you're going out to buy a letter or some sort of paper or something along the lines that you want to send a ransom note, or maybe you just want to taunt the victim's families, make sure that your fingerprints are not on the inside of that envelope, okay? You need to make sure, don't you dare lick that fucking stamp. I'll come to your house and I'll punch you right in the pussy. So that is tip number one. Tip number two, Tyler. Well, and just a little tidbit for yours. If you're not following up on the trauma to the victim's family, what are you even doing with What's yourself? the purpose? Why What's are we the idea? Doing this? And we all know my longstanding feud with victims' families, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Let's not yeah. delve into that. I though. really don't want to. All right. For my second little thing, and then we'll get you out of here because I know this is a bit macabre, but again, we need your screens. We need your subscriptions. We need your love. We need you. We can't produce it on our own. Jailhouse informant is a real thing, okay? You're sharing a cell with a guy who raped a 72-year-old grandmother. You probably shouldn't trust him with life or death secrets, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know you're searching for human connection. I get it. I've been in the jailhouse of life myself. For never mind. Yeah, I, I think it's just the wanting to boast, the wanting to to tell people what you've done. Well, I think so too, and I also think that there's a human connection element when you're you're treated like an animal and you're put in a box somewhere. But the fact of the matter is, this guy's gonna do a deal, and he's gonna use your information against you or gal, whichever you prefer. That's fair. And I need you guys to be smart, okay? If we're gonna get out of you killing your spouse gotta be smart with it tyler so hopefully i help somebody out with that couldn't Again, have put it better myself ryan don't kill but when you do be smart use your brain and your fists and we're gonna get through this thing together tyler that mm. is don't kill but when you do well i love it ryan buddy thank you i appreciate that so much um tyler i'm picturing something in my mind Call me now for your free reading. Do you have a segment? That I'm, I'm sensing something. Do you have a segment that you want to do? I do. Wow, that's incredible. All this research on Miss Cleo, I think it buys me with special- Miss Cleo, is it you? Call I, me that's now the only one I have on, yeah, yeah. on the ready. Yeah, Sorry yeah, about that's that. Tough. That's sure, tough. Sure, sure. All right, Ryan, let's jump into Good, Bad, and the Interesting. Ryan, if I say the name Maria Andrzejewska, I practice this. I would like it if you could say it, but it doesn't seem Andrzej. as though you can. Ryan, yes? if I said the name Maria Andrzejewska, what comes to mind? Is she Russian? Polish. What why, comes why, to mind, why Ryan? Why did you make it Spanish? That's just, that's the way it's pronounced. I looked it up multiple times before this. Okay. Uh, it's A-N-D-R-E-J-C- Z-Y-K. Andrzejczyk. Andrzejczyk. Uh, what comes to mind? Nothing, because I've never heard that name before in my life. <sighs> Fine. Let's start small then. Please. Ryan. Yes. The Olympics. You heard of it? I have? It's a pretty new, uh, well, you know what? It'll you, never go anywhere. You tell me. Ryan, for all the Neanderthals out there, Maria Andrzejczyk is the 25-year-old Polish 
javelin thrower that won the silver medal. So wait a minute. She's Polish and her occupation is somewhat Polish. I hate you so Come much. Come on! It's good! Okay. It's good! I hate you so much! I, I mean, that's a weird way to react to something you like. I'm confused by emotions, Ryan. I got it. I got it. She is from a small town near the Lithuanian border called Kukul. The woman is unbelievable. This woman is unbelievable. In 2016, she just missed winning a medal by a hair. What do you mean? In 2016, during the Rio oh, Olympics, okay. she competed and just missed the bronze medal by by the smallest of distance in the same competition. And when you say by hair, when it comes to pole vaulting, that no, actually... no, not, not vaulting, uh, javelin throwing. Oh, oh, okay, javelin. Me. Okay, yeah. so so her distance was just a little under the mark. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, in two th that was in 2016. Two years later, gets diagnosed with bone cancer. It came for her bones, right? It's the bone it was in her bones. Okay, that's unfortunate. We're a weird way for us to react to that. Anyway, we're still not done celebrating her. <laughs> anyway, Miss Andrechek auctioned off her medal that she just won after learning of a little boy with a heart defect whose parents couldn't afford surgery for him. Wow. The winning bid was placed by the Polish supermarket chain Zabka in a hunt for. One hundred and twenty-five thousand American dollars. That's the Polish equivalent of a piggly wiggly, Tyler, and uh, that's beautiful. That's really quite beautiful. Very much so. Yeah. And and eight-month-old Milozek Malzia will receive the necessary surgery at Stanford University Medical Center. And to top this whole story off, the supermarket then returned her medal to her. Oh. Yeah. They called it a donation in her name. I mean, advertising, 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 but for a beautiful thing. Still amazing. And, and what is this woman's name? Her name is Maria Andrzejczyk. Maria, you are a true American hero. We appreciate you so much. She's Polish. Well, I don't know. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's a beautiful thing. And now, I now to not to dampen this good story, but can we talk about the fact that some eight-month-old child's life? depended on this woman selling her medal. It's like, hey, I know your son's about to die, but we need 125,000 pieces of cotton or else we're going to let him go. Well, what are they supposed to do in I'm that just, scenario? I'm not, I mean, it, it costs I'm not money. calling out the doctors or the parents. I'm not calling out anyone. Who are I, you calling? We got to call out somebody. I'm talking Tyler. about the, 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 the system in general, the general conversation of, hey, this person's life that actually means something. We need 125,000 of these things that don't mean anything. Well, I don't, Tyler, that's some real communist talk right there, and I do not like where this is heading. <laughs> you bastard! You're the one who talks like this! I thought you were going to be on my side! You're a piece of shit! Whatever you say, comrade. This good is bad now! <laughs> <laughs> Take the surgery back. Is it You're... too late? <laughs> oh, the check bounced. Uh, um, no, she's not Czech Polish, Tyler. Ryan, let's go to our bad, you son of a bitch. That is. Ryan! Uh-huh. Masks. They're, um... Making certain people kind of angry, Ryan. So what a weird situation with the mask, how it's become this personal freedom thing. It's, I think it really just shows you how we have become the generation of me, and we don't care about other people. Sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think it's generational because I think that we're seeing a lot of uh, um, 
selfishness throughout all the generations when it comes well, to this. Well, when I say generation, I don't mean specifically me, my parents, and my grandmother. I just mean the people that are alive right now. Sure, yes, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how easy things have gotten for us as a society that that's what we get to take up arms against. And how we get programmed into this idea of something that is a mild inconvenience is actually me being dominated. Being, being tread on. That's exactly you know? right, which they don't want. They do not. Yep. Well, let's talk of home, Ryan. The great state of Florida. Oh, man. Just literally America's dick and the punchline of every fucking joke I've ever heard. It is. I know. It is. And I'm still proud of it. And it, I, I love Florida. Me too. I love Florida. Thankfully, we have South Florida because hey, hey, the rest of it the, sucks. The center part and the north part and everything around Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Well, here in Florida, we do things our own way and no one can tell us what. Even if it's the correct way. Especially if it's yeah, the correct way. Yeah, we're not doing it to prove a point. But Ryan, what happens when it's Florida trying to tell Florida what to do? I'm going to guess that we're just not going to listen, Tyler, because Florida doesn't know what's good for Florida. But Florida is also giving orders. You got to do what Florida says, but since you're Florida, you can't take orders. What do you do in this conundrum? I don't know. I guess call DeSantis. That, <laughs> get him on the line. That's the issue at hand, Ryan, as the state government forces its relentless will on the county's indomitable spirits. It is a test of wills and no one is backing down. Basically, the state is threatening to freeze the funds of the individual counties who impose mask mandates on students. So far, there have been five, Broward and Miami-Dade being two of them, and they have been given a 48-hour deadline to reverse the mandates or they will lose funding. The order was given Friday. They have until tonight. They want to beat the beginning of school, which is tomorrow. This is a real showdown, Florida versus Florida. Who you got, Tyler? It's a real up in the air. I hope debacle. they both lose, Tyler. <laughs> I hope it's like one of those, uh, you know, dr they draw at the same time and shoot each other. What? You <laughs> no real winner on this one. Florida just breaks off and sails off into the ocean. Oh, uh, and we totally deserve it. Yeah, we do. Um, it's a hot spot of all things COVID related and fraud. And Oh, and fraud and hot ladies. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Universe and balance, Ryan. Sure. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Uh, your, your, your genuine thoughts. I am a uh, conspiracy theorist through and through, but also it's very hard not to notice the thousands and thousands and thousands of people dropping like flies. So I don't mean to smile. I just, you're absolutely right. It's scary time right now. Feel free to laugh out loud. And the fact of the matter is- I don't is, want enough for that. Is that we're in, uh, we're in dire straits and I don't know what's right. I don't know what's right. Honestly, I, we're, we're a few uh, variants removed from this thing being unstoppable. And I'm interested to see how AI plans to fix this. Bring it on we to can, the AI, not mother nature. Oh, I don't want any of that smoke. Good luck, bro. Now, Ryan, I'm going to do something for this interesting that is Maybe impossible. Okay. I'm going to talk about something that I think you're not going to find interesting, and I'm going to make you find it interesting. Okay. I'm ready for I'm this. I'm going to keep you involved. You have a good gauge of what I like and what I don't. This is actually an uphill battle. I have no idea if you're going to like this I don't. I already don't like it, so go on. Well, Ryan, if I said to you, do you know what the Kitty Hawk moment was? Do you know that name? The Kitty Hawk moment. Kitty Hawk moment. Is Kitty Hawk a person? No, it's a place. Okay. I, I feel like I've heard this before, but uh, perhaps I'm just 
uh, pretending to be smarter than I am. What is the Kitty Hawk? That's moment? our move, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, and that's okay because I didn't know what it was either. Although, just like you, I felt to myself like, man, that really rings a bell. Uh, that is in 1903, where the first successful flight took place by the Wright brothers. Okay. It's in so Kitty sure. Hawk, uh, I want to say North Carolina. No, it's got to be South Carolina because they are first in flight. We can reveal. Thank you, thank you very much. Sure. No, you, I'm sure you nailed it. So, what do you think the attitude was at the time? 1903, there were four or five successful flights taken off from Kitty Hawk. And by flights, they were 10 feet off the air and they were going six miles per hour. 10 feet off the ground, but nonetheless, flight is flight. I would imagine that it was treated the same as all steps forward with fear and uh, maybe this is a terrible idea. I'm sure that there was people out there that were scared of it. There always are. But of course. I'm one of them. But the collective consciousness, the collective thought process of when the news got out there that human beings, man, not only men, Americans have just taken flight. Soaring like the eagle. The Well, well, an injured eagle that a can't sick, get off the ground. Yeah, I mean, a sad eagle. It really is. It's his first day on the job. But nonetheless, <laughs> that eagle does not represent my country. Indomitable spirit, um, The collective thought process was, eh, just a shrugging of the shoulders. What does this do for us? Because that's usually the thought process. What else what, are we doing here? What sure. does this do for our species? And this was in 1903. In 1914, the first commercial flight took off. That's Imagine incredible. That. Imagine that. And you know, you know what's so interesting is that there hasn't been a single upgrade to a commercial <laughs> flight since then, which I is nuts. I don't even think they're making new airline airplanes. I think they're just rehashing the old ones. I think the seats have gotten smaller <laughs> somehow. I don't know how, but. Um, well, the reason why I talk about this is because we very well could have just had a new Kitty Hawk moment in science. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. This is a new milestone in energy. We have nuclear fission and nuclear fusion. Did you just say nuclear fission? I called it fission, that's right. Like We're going fishing. Like Blinky from The Simpsons? <laughs> Laugh out loud. I, I don't want to, I feel shame. Nuclear fission. Fission, why? Man, my brain, excuse me, let me restart that. There's nuclear fission and there's nuclear fusion. Fusion is what the sun does. Sure. It's impossible, not impossible. It's really difficult for us to replicate. Fission. Fission. Fission, wow, that's weird, mm. roadblock. Fission is when atom molecules break apart. Think of boiling water. When a blacksmith drops a hot piece of metal into water, it breaks apart and floats up due to the gas. Okay. In energy, they have just collided two molecules. You know, the hydrogen collider where the things go bound and round and round and the round. The hydrogen collider? What did I say? Hydrogen. You're falling apart, bro. I don't know how much of this we're going to be able to air because you're just dropping bombs left and right. I know? am. Are you okay? Shall I restart it? Are you having a stroke? And I went too long. I was, I'm was. i so excited about this that I... It is th the end of the show, so it's. It, you could do whatever you want to do, man. Uh, at the Lawrence... Livermore National Laboratory, they have just announced a new breakthrough in fusion energy. Now that's where they have the, the hydrogen collider. Is that in Texas well, or something it's, like it's, that? It's one of them okay. because there are different ones. That's a specific one. This is another one. Okay. And so what this, how the sun creates energy is it's so much mass that it brings things to its center. It brings all the molecules to its center. And so there's so much pressure that 
the molecules combine and release energy. It shoots them outward. That is fusion. Okay. They just did that with two molecules. They created a burst of a magnitude of energy that I can't even describe because I don't understand the terminology. Wow. It's like a uh, 1.3 gigawatts or something Is like it, that. Isn't what this is? how Stargate started? The sun does this particular process trillions of times a second. Okay. And we needed a shitload of energy just to produce one instance of that. Okay, right. But it is a breakthrough showing sure. that we can do it. So the, this is, again, Kitty Hawk moment where you see this thing happening where it's just 10 feet off the ground yep. and it's very easy to shrug your shoulders to. This could be the very beginning of- A new world. Not just that, of, of um, a perpetual sun of clean, limitless energy that everybody can, it's what Tesla was talking about. It's, well, it's what Tesla was talking about before Edison, that rat bastard. And there is no there is no downfall to this. I feel like with something this powerful, there's gotta be an evil monkey paw wish. But I think that this is just like what they said with the internet. There's not gonna be any sort of downfall and look at where that ended up. I mean, we were talking last week about a guy fucking a snake. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying- You were talking last week about a guy fucking a snake. And I can't stop talking about it, man. I need to see it. But the deal is, uh, hopefully this is a good thing because unlimited energy is like the things of science fiction and could change a lot of the problems that we have here on this planet. So maybe that could be interesting. Well, it would change one of the major problems, not just a problem. It would be a global unifying breakthrough. Okay. Because if it's limitless, you don't, nobody's going to charge for it. I mean, I'm sure somebody will try to, but then- Somebody also just get it. It's like, what's his name? Bringing fire down from the gods. It's we're eventually going to get it much like the internet. It was the military's first. CERN created it. Then the military got their hands on it. Then the humans got their hands on it. And that was it. Thank you, by the way, Al Gore. We really appreciate what you've done here. You <laughs> no, dick. He, he did the internets. Sure. So I hope to one day look back on this conversation and through it this moment and we talk about it much like the invention of flight. I think it could be, this could be a very groundbreaking moment in science. We will keep you posted. I love it, Tyler, great job. So, and that Ryan was GBI. For the audience, I, I had a really hard time getting through that and I'm just saying this now, I'm gonna feel so much shame going back and re-listening to all that. Really beat yourself up over it, which was fun for me to watch, Tyler. I do appreciate you doing was that Was it me. because when I beat myself up, it looks like you get really uncomfortable? No, I just feel bad for you because I see you snowballing there in when it's totally unnecessary. We have all the powers of editing and it's not a big deal. There's no point in beating yourself up. That's the point of this show. Uh, well, I would say it's learning to not beat myself up. And sure. this is part of that lesson. You stupid idiot! Yeah, you deserve that. Now, Tyler, I know you have one more thing to do before we get out of here. Explain it to the audience. Ryan, let's end this show with a quick round of Google game. Google gag, 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 Google gag. For those of you who do not know what Google game is, we like to look up things on Google because we are gas bags, but we don't really know anything. So we, sure. have to, we have to look up information. A lot of research on this show. And when we type in words to Google, when anybody does, not just us, it'll give you the predictive text. And sometimes you come across some pretty wacky searches. Sure. And for you, Ryan, this week, I have why is. Oh, and Ryan is going to attempt to guess, and this is a very vague one. Very vague. Very vague. Why is. 
Why you is... get three chances, and I have five results. Why is the sky blue? That is number two, oh, Ryan! I gotta have some sort of celebratory sound on That's, here. And these are so hard to get. All right, um, why is the earth flat? No, thank God, no. All right, and uh, my third one would be, why is the ocean salty? No, but I actually looked that up recently. Huh. No, you got number two, why is the sky blue? But number five, why is my poop black? Number four, Damn. why is lumber so expensive? I've been hearing that recently. Sure. Number three, why is my eye twitching? You're having a stroke. Mm. Number two, you know, keep up. And number one, why is my poop green? I, I mean, first of all, your eye is twitching because you got some of your green poop in it. That's how pink eye gets started. And uh, what's going on with your guys' digestive systems, man? Um, Why is my poop green, Tyler? Answer me. Riddle me this. Lack of sleep, Ryan. Ah, that's fucking 100% true. Yeah. Great job, Tyler. Great Thank job. You. Thank you. Very quickly. And I mean, episode 82. Am I right about that? 82. Session 82. I cannot mm. believe it. Um, great job. Tell them how they could reach out to us, Tyler. You wonderful human being. Thank you. Ryan can see I'm struggling, so he's trying to be kind I, to I me love now. You. I love you, buddy. At the you know end, that. he's like, he's like, got me in his backpack the way that giant guy did in Ace Ventura. When I he went love to you, fire. buddy. Yeah, so just go to thoseguysyouhate.com, and we have all the buttons right there on the on the front screen, as well as all of our episodes. Uh, subscribe on all your screens, and uh, feel free to contact us. You got a little microphone icon right there in the bottom right of the screen where you can leave us a nice little voice message make sure it's nice yeah yeah only compliments i don't care if they're real or not ryan what's the moral of the story dude i know that i sound like a full-blown kook and i am but i do very much worry about where this world is headed on so many different facets i talked about ai we've talked about things that are happening in the geopolitical landscape and and i just there's some real worry here i'm trying out worry for the first time in my life tyler and i've I mean, like a fish to water, I am just... You're a natural. Lapping it up. You're a natural. The fish drink water? We can review. Now, the deal is, I'm really worried about this artificial intelligence. I'm worried about these unmanned drones. I'm worried about all of these things that will one day, much like the Wright brothers, fuck us in the ass, Tyler. Fuck us in the ass because I had to fly on a plane very recently, and it's just not a fun thing to do, and I really, I, I just don't appreciate those American heroes. So Especially I, when you got a, a crying baby two seats over. That motherfucker <laughs> and a kid who may or may not have been mentally challenged making the, the raspberry <laughs> he noise. He was mentally I, I, challenged. No, I think it was performance art. There was a kid on our flight that was just going <laughs> the entire time. Over and over again, and at first <laughs> I'm like, challenged. who is this? And then I, I realized that he was mentally challenged, but by the end I was trying to convince myself that he wasn't, so I can start a fist fight. The Wright brothers, go fuck yourself. Tyler, what's the moral of the story, buddy? Yourself. Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and use a little nuance for the moral of the story. Oh. It's so easy to get wrapped up, ladies and gentlemen, in the negative that is out there because that's all that's really being pushed on us. Whether, Never wrap it up. Whether you... As I said, the bad is always being pushed on us. Whether you jump, uh, whether you go watch the news or whether you jump on social media, these are all people and algorithms that are made, that are that are that are bred simply to keep you angry. So you are always having uh, anger material pushed in your face by these different mediums. But there is a lot of good out there as well, and just like with this uh, 
Hydron Collider that I talked about very poorly, uh, there, there are things out there that could be the dawning of a new positive age where it brings us humans together. Yes, it's easy to look at nuclear fallout, but what about nuclear salvation? I could go either way, and I just think we should all keep our heads up and keep a positive attitude towards it. The AI is coming to kill us! Everybody get out of here while you can! <laughs> you know what? You've convinced me. <laughs> Where are those guys? Be kind or we'll kill you. All right, testing the microphone levels. Used to be so cool, and now I've got the needle. This is probably pretty annoying for you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, can't just... shake, but I can't breathe. Douche or no douche? The I'll guy who sings away, everything. But I want more, more. Douche, definitely douche. One day I'm gonna lose the war. One day. Or another, I'm on to find you. I'm, I'm on to get you, get you, get you, get you one, one day. Maybe oh. next week. <laughs> What's your schedule like? <laughs> I could do a 3.30 and... <laughs> hey now, you're a gay lord. Get your game on. Be gay. The camera comes on and Ryan feels the need to do something what? immediately. What? What? Fill the silence. What? Now. What? Tyler, what, yes. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, how better, are, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, well, since you're doing better, I'm obviously doing worse. That's the way that this thing goes. Good, Tyler. That yelling guy that I told you about a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. back in the backyard today, man. Mm. He's back. Mm. He is back. Maybe it's a Sunday thing. I, much, much like a dog peeing everywhere he goes. I think this is a guy that needs to mark his territory. And he wants everybody around him. It's like the most insecure wolf in the pack. Got to howl all the time. Or he's just Spanish. I mean, I think there's also that. I insecure think, wolves I, running as a pack. I, I think that they're just, they, they're prone to yelling, Tyler. And uh, I couldn't hear the, the, the other guy on the phone this week. Maybe it was a different guy. Or maybe that guy heard the show and is just trying to make his life better. This isn't racist. We are Hispanic. To, no, to it the is audience. racist, but we're allowed to <laughs> well, say it. We're allowed to say it. That's actually well said. Beige on beige crime, Tyler. Um, now, the way that this show works is it's just kind of like, a, what do they call that? Where you're just... Gay sex. It's like... An audio version of gay sex. Go on. We're putting our proverbial dick in your proverbial butt, but with our words. So you really, the one time you decide not to go there, you just go butt, butt, right in your butt. <laughs> it just, I, you have to be so literal. I, I didn't realize that I was being that way. Forget it. I meant a but much better. There are kids out there, Ryan. It's just where I'm constantly recording my thoughts, my feelings, my inane musings on life onto what I call a show sheet. It's just a notes function inside my Apple iPhone. Thank you a lot, Steve Trabajo. And it's just kind of like a, what do they call it? It's like a running consciousness. There's a word that I'm looking for that I can't place, which probably bodes poorly for this show coming Perspective? up. Perspective? Nah, it's just like a stream of consciousness. Okay. That's what it is. Sure. The show is me just... 
fire hose spraying things at you that I've been thinking about that generally don't make any sense. See, that's horseshit because G uh, stream of consciousness is just you poetically stating that you are turning your insanity and your many, many eccentricities into a platform where people can hopefully be entertained. Come and be part of it and just witness the breakdown of a, of a poor, poor man. Mm, uh, so yeah, yeah. Here's what I have. I have some lingering smells on my show sheet okay like I, i've had these things just sitting there and, and what happens is i'll put some ideas on my show sheet and over the weeks they'll ripen sometimes they're ready right away sometimes they take some time i don't know why your analogies gross me out what is the problem I, just the way you're saying ripen it's like a never mind was it, it the lingering smells did that not yeah help? lingering smells is an odd way to set up your process well so i have these ideas what that accurate. have just been sitting there they they really haven't been doing a lot so i'm just gonna blast them out dude okay can i, I, can I give you one in turn as well sure. is that okay absolutely i have two so i'll do one please and then you do one okay you know how i'm constantly trying to come up with new like workout ideas i want to do something where i'm like a personal trainer but i'm trying to figure it out those thighs you hate sure those sure. kind of different things yeah it's like you're a personal trainer but you're not actually a personal trainer but you talk about it all i the don't time. know what the fuck is what's going mm -hmm. on but yeah, I've you, seen you, a won't, you won't be quiet about it no i certainly will not mm -hmm. how about this what if we mixed a workout regimen with religion tyler with religion what okay what about this just as a title jesus feist you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Because anytime you saw Jesus in any of those old movies, he's fucking shredded. Well, I bro. was thinking, even up on he's the cross. He's fucking shredded. Even up on the cross in every church I've ever been to, that is a body that I want. It's kind of like planks, but it's two of them put together and then you hang from them. You know what I mean? Vertical Je planks. Je vertical planks. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tyler. Sorry, Jesus. Jesus feist. Okay. And, and also rattling around with that, I have finally be free to use the Lord's name in gains. <laughs> Do you think that we can use That's that? That's a good one. I'm just telling you. That's a good one. There's something here. So That's a good one. If you and your... your Wordplay. I'm just saying, I've already mailed that to myself. Please don't try to steal that from me. That's you and my your wacky wordplay. Intellectual property, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. And finally, Tyler. Oh, wait, now you. Now yes. You, well, the, there was a segment I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure where to fit it in. Jam it in there, Tyler. Ryan. Yes. Everybody's always doing happy birthdays and whatnot. Today, I wanted to say happy death day to Trevor Moore. Okay, now, now, the death day, is it the day that he was born, but now he's dead, or is it the day that he died? The day that he died, Ryan. Okay. He has passed away. Do you know who Trevor Moore is? I would need to know some Trevor Moore about him. That's, <laughs> damn it. Uh, let me tell you about Mr. Moore, because you would know his face the moment that you saw it. Born on April 4th, 1980, Mr. Moore passed away this week at the age of 40. One. Okay, his most, a young man. His most famous work is the co-founding of the sketch comedy troupe, The Whitest Kids You Know. I know the kids in the hall. I'm unfamiliar with really? the- Really? Yeah, oh, I'm unfamiliar wow. with The Whitest wow. Kids You Know. They have a cult following, and uh, beyond that, he performed music comedy a la Bo Burnham. He co-created an HD- a Disney HD series, Walk the Prank, which sounds great. Never heard of it. Uh, the list goes on. The man was not only well-known, but well-liked through the comedy landscape. He leaves behind a wife and three-year-old daughter, as well as a landscape of joy over the years. How, how did he die? We don't know. It's by, he died, all that's known, the only thing that's been released is he died in his yard 
under whatever the circumstances are. They are said, those circumstances mysterious? Uh, no, they said all that was released was it was a horrible accident. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know and it was in his is. front yard. I don't know any of the things that he's ever done. I don't know how he died, but Trevor Moore, we salute you. The reason why I want to start this is because everybody's always doing happy birthday to this person. I know death can be an uncomfortable subject. Especially for the ones who have died. For No, they don't care. I don't know. Worm food sounds unpleasant. I know death can be very uncomfortable, but I know for me, it wasn't just uncomfortable. Uh, I was phobic about it. Really? Like I, oh, I, hmm. I, it used to keep me up at night, the idea of dying. Wow. That's, oh. I guess I've known elements of this. Yeah, sure. And, and the mere, I mean, it doesn't surprise you, I would imagine. And the, the mere mention of it, like I said, used to give me anxiety. So I have moved past that outlook and I want to share it with all of you. Instead of fearing death, I say we celebrate Hell the yeah. life that was lived while also remembering to grieve. This is your reminder to grieve over death, but also celebrate life. Lucky you, Trevor Moore. Trevor. Lucky you. <laughs> Only the good die young. Double down. Right? Okay, we're doubling down. Take, so me, take me with you. Trevor Moore, happy death day, buddy. Good on you, Trevor. All right, good on you, Trevor. Uh, and finally for me, I found this right before the show, and I think that I'm going to do this next week. Um, hilarious translations. Have you ever heard of the movie As Good As It Gets starring Jack Nicholson? Sure. Uh, I don't He's OCD. It's a good movie. With the, uh, with the blonde woman, which I know doesn't exactly specify very much because there's a I million of them. I can't remember specifically who it was, but, but famously starring Jack Nicholson and a dog. Sure. Yep. Okay. So in China, do you know what it was translated to? Do you know what it, the title of it was? I know these could be really wacky. Go ahead. What was uh, it? And, and here's the deal. <laughs> and wait, and where is this translated? In China. In China. In China. Okay. So okay. Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets in China is known as Mr. Cat Poop. <laughs> what? Yeah, Mr. Cat Poop, Tyler. So <laughs> I think that we can have a little fun with these next week. I was getting ready to laugh and all I am is confused. And the, the, the movie was famously about a dog, so Mr. Cat Poop, not totally <laughs> certain on that one, Tyler. But I can't imagine it did well. Yeah, Jack Nicholson couldn't have been totally thrilled with that. But that's it. That's, uh, that's my thingy. I'm ready to blast off into outer space. <laughs>